Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another week of Weird News Wednesday here on the Heroes for Hire podcast. My name is Sean Mean, and I'm hosting for the first time ever. Joining me, mm-hmm. as always, in a different role, in the role of a plebeian, is Mr. Connor Lawler. Connor, how are you doing? <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> so, it's a weird energy. Um, wh- yeah, I I don't understand it. Um, it what, see, what helps me settle is, like, before you start recording, you're kind of like, you might be somewhere else. But that intro always helps me settle. If I'm like, it helps me focus on the episode, like, I have to do the intro. And I yeah. get to uh, zone in on it. Now I'm just, I'm willy-nilly. I'm all over the place. Well, leave your willies oh. and nillies to the side, Connor. Because I have taken <laughs> charge this week. <laughs> because we forgot to make you in charge last week and the week before correct mm. yes so uh, there's news if anyone is new here uh, why this week is different is that every single week on weird news the whole concept is that I search the internet and I find all of the weirdest feckin' idiots around the globe for that week and I compile a list of multiple stories, and I tell Sean about them throughout the we- uh, just throughout the episode. But what's happened this week is because last Wednesday, Wednesday last week was April Fool's Day. We were meant to do Sean's week that week to mix it up. It was going to be kooky. It was going to be cool. Everyone was going to love it. Beca- <laughs> we forgot because we're idiots. So we said maybe the greatest April Fools of all would be not doing it on April Fools. Also, April Fools is a shit holiday. So it's the worst. <laughs> I hate gonna... it so much. Thank you for addressing that. <laughs> <laughs> so we're just going to do it on the 8th instead Because what can you do So Sean, you have put together this week's stories I have no idea what's going on I will admit, I talked to you before we started recording I yeah. am very nervous Because this means I have to be funny And I don't like that, I'm not very funny Sean, how do you do this? I'm panicking, am I talking too much now? Am I rambling? You're, I don't look, know, you're, please you, you are, You're running on a little <laughs> bit But I'm not going to hold it against you what you need to do, just turn your brain off and give like the most base responses and then just build on that for 40 minutes. Grr. 
And then what I like to do, I like to lose steam in the last couple of stories. <laughs> yeah. yeah, start off like a house on fire. About story four, just get to, yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. we'll see how that works as a host. But <laughs> okay, we've been going now for nearly three minutes. So why don't I start with the first story of the week, Connor? Okay, and we're starting. Oh, even that is weird. I know. Ooh. I know. Right, let's go. Uh, I now iced. I, I would like this show to be an escape from the horror that is the outside world, but yes. all of the stories are pretty much in some way related to the thing that's going on. <laughs> so the opposite of what you just said I previously. Couldn't, I couldn't find anything. There's there's a couple in there. <laughs> there's a couple in there now that are just gems on their own. But right. I, we're, okay. start, we're starting out with... Council uses exploding whale analogy to tell people to listen to the experts. So what council? Like a local council? A local council, yes. <laughs> okay. Now for this story, you need a bit of backstory, Connor. <clears throat> so mm. picture it: the year is nineteen seventy. Oh, I'm there. And a forty-five foot sperm whale has washed up on the beach of Oregon, USA. <laughs> I, I'm suddenly out of the situation, but I'm back, I'm back. Okay, so, right. Oh, it's a big whale, oh no. So officials in the town don't want a rotting carcass stinking up the neighbourhood, so they put their heads together and discuss what to do. Why would they headbutt each other? That's not going to cause any... I don't know. Well, it's okay. <laughs> um, so whales... whales I'm have, disturbing the episode already. <laughs> you're out of the gate, just being a pretty... <laughs> Uh, whales have been known to take years to fully decompose, and with Christmas round the corner, officials in the town needed to act quickly to stop the smell of rancid whale flesh from wafting into families' dining rooms and spoiling their dinner. This is your opening story? Yes. <laughs> this is Strong start. Uh, so, an alternative to letting it decay naturally would have been to chop it up into pieces and bury them. But that wouldn't have been the most pleasant of jobs, even for those with the strongest stomachs, Connor. (laughs) So, of course, the logical conclusion was for them to blow the whale to smithereens using a lot of explosives, in the hope that seagulls would eat the remains. (laughs) Wow, right, okay, I'm I'm there. That was very... Very detailed. Well, we're still in the backstory bit, because... Oh, good, yeah. Right. Tasked with organising the detonation, engineer George Thornton uh, admitted on TV that he wasn't sure how much dynamite would be needed. He ignored the advice of an ex-member of the military who said just a few sticks would do the trick, and he decided (laughs) to use half a tonne of dynamite. Oh, no. (laughs) On November 12th, A crowd of spectators watched the whale explode. (laughs) Almost immediately afterwards, the people of the town realised they had made a terrible mistake. Did they, like, all lose their hearing, get covered in whale guts? Like, how big was the explosion? The huge amount of dynamite sent massive chunks of blubber flying through the air, and it rained down around the terrified onlookers. Blubber. Blubber's a word. It's an awful word, and imagine that singed then. Uh, to cap to cap everything off, the main bit of the whale stayed exactly where it had been. The, <laughs> the problem hadn't gone away; only now there were thousands of bits of the problem spread for miles around. Oh, that's that's one of those where 
back to the drawboard. Is there yeah. anything to say for another mass, Father? I look at there's, there's always room for another mass. <laughs> but if you're wondering what this story has to do with the coronavirus, uh, Doncaster City Council in the UK told this story on Twitter this week and highlighted three very important lessons. One, don't ignore the advice that experts give you. Right. Number two, okay. sometimes it's better to just sit at home and do nothing than go outside and do something ridiculous. If their number three is don't blow up a whale with dynamite, then that's pretty specific. Well, it's when you ignore expert advice and act like an idiot, you cover everyone else with decaying whale blubber. Oh, right. So, so they've used this horrifying story of just gruesome blubberness to try and show everyone to not be a fucking idiot. Yeah, and people by and large seem to have responded to it, but they just started with the story, and they didn't end with the fact that it was corona-related. <laughs> just, they were here for a laugh. Like, just tell the story, what can you do? Tell the story 50 years later in a city council that this didn't happen in. <laughs> that story's amazing. It's ridiculous. What did they do? Now I'm fascinated, what did they do after that? I think they just like, had to let it decay. Right, so then they just let it decay in loads of places. Yeah, I guess it decayed slightly faster, but in a wider area. Mm. Which is better? I mean, I suppose, but that just means more people can now smell the gruesomeness. That's true, everyone needs to suffer together. If that's... we all suffer together, then it's okay. Exactly, that's the Irish way of living. Yeah, sure, look, we're all fucking, we're all shite, <laughs> just as people, like. What I like about that story is, first of all, I love a weird news from history, as you know. Mm, uh, you do. But I love that he asked a man how much dynamite to use, heard just a couple of sticks, and he, instead of saying, ah, I might use six, he said, I'll use half a ton of dynamite. <laughs> how many sticks is half a ton? I don't, like... Because a, a ton a, is a lot. A ton is a lot. And to spread whale blubber for miles around. <laughs> After that happens, he has to have that moment where he goes, Oh, fuck. Oh, Jesus. Look, lads, we made some mistakes today. Do, do, you, think he, do you think he whistled as he walked away? <laughs> just trying to back out of it. He just kicks some sand over the detonator. <laughs> Do, 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 do. <laughs> Couldn't have been Who me. Who did that, guys? Oh, oh, let's raise an angry mob. <laughs> yeah, he joins the other side, looking for himself. Where is he? Where's the guy who set this up? Oh, man. I, I just... I like that story. That story made me happy okay. to read it. And I thought I'd open with it. You, you, you love a weird news from history, Sean. I'm a historical boy. In my yeah, you've always tried to get that segment involved in the show, and I've always said, no, fuck off, I hate it. That's true. But now, you have all the power. Yeah, now I'm involved in the show. I'm in charge now. I am the captain now. <laughs> Look at me. I am the captain. Oh, why would you want to be a captain of this? <laughs> Pick uh, something good. Uh, like a ship or something. <laughs> Maybe a ship. So, uh, I'd, I'd like to move on from one uh, virus story to a second mm. virus story. This is a oh, shorter no, keep one. Keep it upbeat. <laughs> I know. Look, it's happening. Mm. But uh, we had a story last week of a man who drove 
was it 200 miles or something to get an eBay purchase? A £15 eBay window. Yes. He drove 200 miles and he put his wife in the boot to try and get past the police. Yes. Uh, So this one is speeding driver tells police he broke virus lockdown to drive 120 miles for quote unquote cheap bread. (laughs) Now, how cheap is the bread? Because this is vital. That That is... It, it, it is key to the story, but... Uh, so the motorist was caught speeding at 110 miles per hour, and he told police he had travelled more than 100 miles to London to buy bread because it was one pound cheaper there. <laughs> right. You look, you got to pinch every penny, Sean, okay? In these trying times, that pound, he buys that bread maybe, he does that 100-mile trip maybe once a week, he saves a pound every single week. If you overlook all of the pounds he's probably spending on petrol... Petrol and motor tax. Is there tolls on the road? He probably would have had to pass a toll if you drive over 100 miles. Okay, so if you take away the petrol... Yeah. ...and the toll... You're probably down about 80 euro. I'd say, I'd say but, so. But he's also up one, so... Evens out. 79. I'm no businessman, but he's... <laughs> He's in the brown. Sorry. <laughs> in the shit, is that what you're saying? <laughs> He's in the shit, yes. Also factor in the fine that he will be charged with. Um, oh, no. He, yeah, but he wasn't expecting that fine to occur. He thought he was clean sailing. He didn't fi- factor that into his calculations at mm. all. Yeah. Uh, officer stopped the man, and this might tell something about the legitimacy of his story. Uh, they stopped the man at about 10.40pm on Sunday as he was heading back to Nottingham on the M1. Now, he was with his two young children, by the way. So I want to yeah, bring them along. Bring them, if you're going to commit a crime, incriminate them too. Get get that on the record early. Mm. But what I want to know is, Connor, is it not more likely that he just took the kids for a day out and now is heading home at ten forty p.m. Oh, oh, now you're bringing into this man's character now. So kind of a little um, bit, a little bit. But I'm just doing the job the police no. didn't. No, I think that he was just... He needed them to carry more bread. That's that's four extra arms. If you're carrying loaves of bread, you want to stock up. like. And I think you get two... It's a two-fold plan. You bring the kids at the back, so not only do you have four more arms to carry as much bread as possible, but if anything goes wrong, you also have two more people that you can pin the crime on and say that maybe they were driving. They drove up. I'm only driving back. I'd say, ah, see, letting a kid drive would be... That's even more illegal, I would say. <laughs> yeah, but it might confuse them. If you an illegal thing can counteract another illegal thing shot. So it confused the officer. He's too busy thinking about what... Wait, what? Children driving? What? The bread? How much, and then you're gone. I'm, how much would you pay for bread? <laughs> um, Jesus, how much would I pay for bread? Um, well, if I get my solid gold loaves that yeah. I love, um, up to €100. Euro. Up to, oh. and including? Yeah. Up to, and including. No, ninety nine ninety nine is my limit. Okay. Anything over that, you're robbing me. <laughs> but, no if it, but if it's £1 cheaper? <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know, like, a euro? A euro 50? Yeah, he must be getting bread for essentially free in London somewhere then. <laughs> yeah. I suppose, although with pounds... Is it more or less expensive? I'm trying to work out. No, a pound it's less. is like 86 cent at the minute or something. 
Okay. I don't know how to hmm. use those numbers for anything meaningful, but that's. Oh, I, th- I thought you. I thought you were going to be a, a banker there for a second. Um, no, 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 okay. no, no, no. Well, but by that logic, I mean, like, it might cost him. Even if it costs him, say, seventy-five cent instead of one seventy-five. Like, I don't think that's gonna. That's gonna bankrupt his family, and it's also probably not enough to incriminate the children. That, that's and and that mm. incriminating the children is key to the whole operation. Look, I don't want to say that you should incriminate all children. I'm just saying they're small, can get through little holes. You don't have to blow the whole side out of the bank. Just blow a little hole out of the bank. That's little true. kid goes in there. They'll fit in the vents. <laughs> I've seen movies. I know vents. Vents, chimney sweeps. These are the things children's are good at. Dick Van Dyke. He was a chimney sweep. He was delighted with himself. Children have been loving their lives. He was born with a brush in his hand. <laughs> Marled and by it. Um, um, so uh, the the driver was given two penalty notices and was reported to court for the speeding. So the court is going to define the level of the fine. But one of he got two fines and one of them was just a flat £60 fine. Would you say he got a law for fines? I would say, uh, ooh, uh, and look, any way you slice it, this is a difficult case. Yeah. Uh, about the whole thing, he was probably sour, though. Oh, look, we'll have to wait and see how it pans out. <laughs> okay. I was about to say, and now moving on. But I don't have that power, Sean. No, I'm going to keep on this pun train. <laughs> <laughs> Normally when you win I'm just like I'm moving on For fuck's sake <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ You have to crust yourself Connor Oh Come on now And moving on, on. <laughs> the, the <laughs> He's toast Okay Oh Jesus Well actually This next story involves Not toast But heat uh, So would you say That make? last story Was sandwiched Between these two stories uh, Yes I would Actually yeah, yeah. Okay. This is an open sandwich and this one, oh, this right. next story is, it's 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 like a regular sa- See, okay, we're done. Okay. We're done. <laughs> <laughs> and we're moving on. Truck stuffed with toilet paper catches fire on Texas interstate. Oh, what a shit situation! Um, oh, okay, Jesus. so um, that would be quite flammable, I would say. It, it's um, it's one of the first things to go up, I would say. <laughs> yeah, other than the petrol van. Uh, I would say toilet paper wouldn't be too far behind that. No. So, uh, this happened in Hutchins, Texas. I'm sure you'll be delighted Mm. to know. And a tractor trailer hauling toilet paper crashed and caught fire near Dallas early Wednesday, spilling the hot commodity all over an interstate. Because you see, Connor, it's a commodity and it's on fire. (laughs) Journalism, you know what? I think every single day they figure out a way to get better. Step up their game. And God love them, they keep trying. They're just trying their heart. Like, how do you... How do you make a joke out of this story? Like, they must have been sitting around going, Fuck, hot commodity? John's done it again. He's fucking nailed it. Give John a promotion there now. (laughs) Uh, so the fire shut down two lanes of traffic and the driver of the truck is okay. Um, okay. Uh, the, then they go into the, a description of the toilet paper and it, it appeared to be in large oh, rolls. Oh, yes! 
No, no, it's not the description you're thinking of. Oh, I love when they do dumb descriptions of things that don't need any description. And Please, describe the toilet paper to me. I'm very worried about what it is. Well, it appeared to be in large rolls. Typically the types oh. used in stores, restaurants and other businesses. Oh, no. Oh, no. Okay. You, know, you know the one ply? Is that not shite? Is that not terrible? It, it is, but it's cheap and there's lots of it. Yeah, uh, yeah. And very flammable, I'd say. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Department of Transportation officials said that the load of toilet paper burned extensively. <laughs> <laughs> it, it didn't, like, oh, it just stopped after a few seconds. So normally, if one catches fire, the other ones will normally follow suit. Exa- yeah, like, it was... There's no smolder where a toilet paper fire is concerned. No. <laughs> uh, toilet paper has been in high demand in recent weeks. Uh, producers yeah. ramped up production and shipping operations to resu- resupply stores wiped out by consumers oh. buying toilet paper and paper towels in bulk. Now, I'm sitting on my toilet paper throne as we talk here, so I'm, I would say... Pfft, Waves, let people do what they want. I need all these rolls, shot. Absolutely, I've insulated the house with them. <laughs> yeah. It would be terrible insulation. It would just catch on fire. Can't do anything. Oh, but, uh, yeah, it's useful if it gets wet. It's useful if it catches fire. <laughs> yeah. So really, any sort of weather at all, if it rains in any way, the house will just kind of melt. Yeah, so maybe... You know, don't make your house out of toilet paper. I know we've got maybe, a lot. Maybe don't. Yeah, see, we've too much. That's the problem. But this wouldn't even be like this one's going to restaurants and places. Like restaurants are all closed now, so I suppose it would be going to mostly to shopping centres. Are you? Well, actually, the shopping centre where I worked closed the toilets. But with everything Did going, they? yeah, just with everything going on, they're like, nah, we're not doing it. Yeah, I suppose, because they're saying, like, you should use your own toilet. Or, well, not everyone has that luxury, obviously. But, like, if you think you have, um, if you have a high temperature or something, you should have your own toilet. Yeah, yeah, and if you're a carrier, you, should, you, you yeah. might not know yourself. This is a, a conversation that you've all heard in the recent weeks. Look, we're, we're, yeah, we are not the experts. No, I mean, Connor is, but I'm not. Well, I am, but you, I'm talking to a fool. An absolute fool. An absolute court jester of a man. <laughs> a disgrace of a... Sorry, that's that's too fast. It's fine, it's that's fine. Connor, I'm used to yeah. it, don't worry. <laughs> yeah. What I like about this, though, this story wouldn't have been a story, like, four weeks ago. No, this is like, um, this is like very vital medical stuff. That's after going up in flames. Like, people are looking at this like, this is gold. This is like burning money right now. <laughs> yeah, there's... Oh my God. You just set fire to all the toilet paper. But at the same time, like, people are more outraged by this than they would be about that truck that flipped over that was full of bees all those years ago. Oh, um, my favourite story. And, and I still think any, any truck story that I get, like, I always read and go... Is it the bee level? Because what could be worse than a truck flipping over that's full of bees? Maybe one that's full of toilet paper at a time like now that has gone on fire. Yeah, and like I know there, there's the obvious answers of like, oh, a septic truck turning over. That's pretty bad. Mm. But it's yeah. not the like irrecoverable damage of all the bees. <laughs> Are we getting into the bee story again? I, oh, the bee story. It fascinates me. For anyone who doesn't know, we covered a story, this was like, oh my god, 
baddie, baddie episodes ago. Um, but we had a truck that was... A man was carrying, like, honeybees from one location to another, and the truck crashed, flipped over, and millions of bees were released <laughs> into the wild. Just poor... Oh, and he was still in the cab? Yeah, and he has to have that moment where he's just like, well, I can't fix this. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's done. <laughs> the, the, it was that, and another good truck story we had was uh, the guy, he drove meth to the police station in a truck. Oh, yeah, he, he was transporting the meth, and it was like get, pa- millions of euros worth or dollars worth. And he, on his route, was past the police station. And he didn't think to, like, maybe change Google Maps to another <laughs> another <laughs> way. He was like, no, no, well, let's drive straight past them. And then lost all the meth. Yes, he did, yeah. So, we're moving on to our next story. Uh, okay. And this is... No, there's There's been versions of this story coming out over the recent weeks. Uh, but this one, I liked how they wrote it. So this is how we're talking about it. Um, okay. So, at a yoga retreat in Bali, there was no virus. She came back to a reality with no toilet paper. <laughs> right. So, a woman went to a yoga retreat in Bali for how long? Uh, she went for uh, 14 days, I do believe. Oh, no. So, oh, the perfect amount of time. I know. So, the recent pandemic may be the most significant news event of our lifetimes, disrupting daily life in profound ways. Until a few days ago, Sylvia Mordini said she didn't really know that much had changed. So, here's the the timeline. Mordini left her home in St. Petersburg for a secluded retreat in Bali, Indonesia, on the very morning, also this is a Florida woman, Uh, On the very morning, Florida's first two cases made the front page of the Tampa Bay Times. Uh, Right, so when's that, like mid-March? Yeah, I think early March kind of thing. Okay. So, uh, I was frozen in time, she said. It really feels like I was an astronaut that went on a mission and returned to a different planet. The world I left behind here has completely changed. When I left, Florida was a shithole, and I've come back to it being still a shithole. <laughs> but now there's no toilet paper. <laughs> yeah. Mordini, uh, an inspiration and happiness coach, was oh <laughs> no, oh no, was leading okay. was leading a program for twenty people from ten countries. The days were filled with six a.m. yoga sessions, silent vegetarian breakfasts, and PowerPoint presentations on how to be peace ambassadors in the world. Jesus Christ! Okay, Connor. Sorry, Connor. Do you have something to add? <laughs> sorry, did you say six a.m. So, yoga class? Six a.m. yoga. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and silent lunches. Silent breakfasts. Silent breakfast. Why silent? I, I suppose just so you can folk think about all the yoga you just did. <laughs> that doesn't seem like going crack. <laughs> can they not just can they not just have a chat? Sorry, like, when, since when is a yoga retreat meant to be good crack? But like, if you wake up, if you have to be like, if that class is at six, you're you're up at quarter past five, five o'clock. Yeah, yeah, right. get ready. Do you shower so before or after? Mi- after, obviously, you wouldn't shower before. It's a waste of time. 
but I would say <laughs> I would say if you're making people get up at five or quarter past five, they should have the right to say hello, Margaret, to somebody else at that breakfast. Now, I think that is just a right that I, people should have when they're eating their cereal to go. Jeez, good class. I mean, yeah, you're not wrong, and also I feel like. The staff at the hotel, they probably deserve a thank you. <laughs> Absolutely. Definitely for putting up with that. Yeah. Uh, and did you say, did you say what, what was the next one that you said? She, uh, they, also had, they had classes, they had PowerPoint, some sort of PR mumbo jumbo. They had PowerPoint presentations on how to be peace ambassadors in the world. Mm. Mm. So Look, I think that is... It's a good thing to strive for. I don't know if you probably need to go to a class and give this woman money. No, just, just try being kind, man. <laughs> just be sound. <laughs> be sound, <laughs> lads. Have good crack. <laughs> good crack and don't be a dickhead. And then just be grand. So, in terms of entertainment, they walked for hours on the beach and they drank from fresh <laughs> coconuts. Oh, Jesus. That actually doesn't sound too bad. So, no. that's not bad. Uh, Wi-Fi and mobile data were hard to come by at the retreat centre, but that wasn't really the issue. Everyone participating in the retreat was taking a break from the internet anyway. They weren't even going out into the small surrounding community. Uh, okay, well, I think that I think sometimes that could be a good thing, that we kind of throw away our phones for two weeks and get rid of them. Now, at the same time, during the two weeks, I should be allowed to talk to someone while I'm having me brekkie. Sean, I'm not, I'm not over it. No, I, I can't blame you, Connor. You'd want to text me that you were all right. <laughs> I'm okay, boo, I'd say. Imagine uh, at this silent breakfast that's going on, and we had organised to do a show, and you're just there being like, what is going on, <laughs> <laughs> I would be going mental. I can't be dealing with that. You you need to talk. Is that what you're saying? Well, not even not even that. But like, I like the option. I like the choice. I have the option yeah, to yeah. say hello. Oh, yeah, I like the. I I most of the time if I'm having breakfast, I'm fairly quiet myself. But I don't like to have the idea of like you can talk. You're 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 da- otherwise you're disrupting the happiness ambassadors. That's uh, yeah yeah. And if you if you've paid money, you should be allowed to do what you want. Yeah, Uh, We were immersed, she said We were in our own isolation We just didn't realise the world was starting to isolate themselves The worldwide news did finally begin to break through In fragments of stories seen on social media And posts about supplies that were utterly confusing I saw some kind of meme about toilet paper And I'm thinking, huh, this has to be a joke or something Because you would think that if you saw it You... You would, out of context, that makes no sense. Yeah, just that there's no toilet paper in the world. Yeah. Uh, Mordini realised she needed reliable information. She called the United States Embassy in Indonesia. Uh, She said that they didn't have much to offer her. Very quickly, it was clear there was no info, she said. But others began to hear from their respective embassies. So. Okay. And then this, this is where it kind of picks up and... When everything started, really. So Germany was the first to say that the borders were closing. Then the Australians in the group received a message saying, come back right now or we don't know how long you'll be there. Poland sent a charter flight to Bali. Uh, It wasn't really about the virus at at this point. It was a huge logistics challenge, she said. Now, uh, Mordini, Sylvia Mordini, the lady we're talking about, just wanted to get back on US soil. Her journey included four cancelled flights, 
she was looking at ticket options that cost $6,000 and $13,000. Jesus. Not for first class, just for normal flights. Uh, Jesus. She finally found one for $800 that would take her to Japan and then Chicago. And once she was in Chicago, she managed to get a flight into Tampa International Airport for only $29. Oh, that's pretty good. That's a pretty good one. <laughs> but to be fair, you're after spending a lot of money to get to the twenty nine dollars. Yeah, you really are. Like, mm. and what would you do, Connor? Say you had just been through this. You've discovered that there's a, a real crisis going on in the world. Mm. You you take numerous flights to numerous countries to get home. You finally get back to your house. What's the first thing you do? Um, poor boys. Uh, maybe. Do a bit of yoga, maybe stay a bit quiet for a little bit. Um, well, after that, after that. So, um, <laughs> reach it to myself, try and find a happiness ambassador. And after that, then I would probably go to the shop, stock up. Ah, now, she got in, exhausted, immediately made a grilled cheese sandwich. <laughs> right, okay. And she's now I can in- see that logic. Yeah, I, I like a grilled cheese. Uh, she's now in the middle of a 14-day self-quarantine. She naively went to Amazon to try and buy toilet paper. It wasn't happening. Fool. A, a neighbour, who she had not yet met in person, loaned her some and brought her groceries. Oh, that's very nice. So in many ways, I, I added that little bit in, because in many ways, that neighbour was bringing peace into the world. She was being a peace ambassador. <laughs> without... <laughs> Ever going to a class about being a peace ambassador? I hate you. <laughs> Does this woman know Jared Leto? Because I think they would get on. That's that's very possible. Jared loves his retreats. <laughs> Jared loves retreats and being a happiness ambassador. Oh man, that must like fuck with your brain. So like people who just kind of went away and then came back to this and the world is on fire. All you can all I can think of is the episode of Community. Yeah, when Troy goes um, out. <laughs> Yeah, Troy leaves the room and he comes back and everything's on fire and it's so and they're be- like some people are being shot and he's just like, What the fuck is going on? Yeah, he just he went out for pizza, like he wasn't gone long and just the world is, de- <laughs> yeah. is descended into madness. But that whole situation is fucked, isn't it? Yes, that is incredibly fucked. like I can't even fathom being like I don't know, you're just that out of the loop and then you come back. But I think but I think a lot of people were like that for the start anyway, where they were just kinda of like, um Ah yeah, it's happening, what can you do? But it's only when like people were kinda of like, No, seriously. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah. it's all that's all the news is. <laughs> yeah, there was a great uh article and it was Ireland upgrade status from Ah sure it'll be grand to right here now. <laughs> <laughs> and that that is a serious level in Ireland. That is that means ah lads, come on now. Fucking don't, don't stop. be fucking don't take the piss, right? Yeah. Don't be taking the piss. So I just I like that story. I like the way it's written, I mm. like the saga. I like that everyone's okay at the end of it. Yeah, any stories that involve idiots that are okay, I'm okay with. Well, you're gonna love this next story, Connor, because we're staying in oh. Florida for a little bit. And okay. this, this story might ring a few bells, but it's it's very similar to a story we had in the past. Okay. So, a gender reveal party ignited a ten-acre bushfire in Florida. Now oh, we no. cover. Oh no! We covered an Arizona man uh, in the past who started. I think he started like a forty-acre f- 
bushfire. So this isn't as yes. impressive, but it's still... They should have known better. So, a gender reveal party in Florida went wrong and sparked a 10-acre fire, uh, a CNN reported. Firefighters were called to a home in Brevard County, Florida last weekend after reports that a blaze was possibly ignited by fireworks, fire officials said. Jesus. But when they arrived, firefighters realised some explosives had been in the mix. (laughs) Oh, what the fuck? Who brings explosives to a gender reveal? Like, I don't know. When you hear, like... There, also, there's a video of this. It's twisted, but yeah. uh, it's okay. a boy, by the way. Uh, we were informed... Oh, <laughs> oh, we were all thinking it. <laughs> so the fire rescue chief said, we were informed that it was caused by a gender reveal using tannerite and a weapon. Tannerite is a highly explosive substance often used as a rifle, rifle target. So... What? Have you ever seen, like... Uh, it's in Tiger King a whole bunch... Uh, but they just they shoot something and there's just a massive explosion. Yes, that's what tannerite is. So they mix that oh, with some like oh blue powder, and ah, it's like, oh, let's reveal ah, it. So something as seemingly innocent as a gender reveal can turn into a large scale disaster where homes are threatened. He added. <laughs> For their next child, I bought the bazooka and the C four. We have to tell them it's a girl. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we got the holy hand grenade ready. <laughs> they're not going to be expecting this. They're going to be delighted for the 10 milliseconds that they're alive. And <laughs> this off. Uh, the blaze was fast moving in heavy fuel and ended up burning yeah. 10 acres before it was completely contained within hours. Uh, county fire officials said no homes were damaged uh, and no one was hurt. Now, here's why they should have known better. The county had been under a burn ban, including outdoor activities such as campfires, bonfires and trash burning because of recent dry conditions. Uh, This ban comes with a fine of up to $500, but it's unclear whether anyone has been fined yet. Oh my god. Jeez, an an anti-fire ban. It's like, here lads, come on. Yeah, and they were... Maniacs just like, fuck's sake. My one chance, my one hobby. (laughs) But they decided that was the perfect time to go out into the dry grass and just shoot some explosives. But, I mean, why that big an explosion? Like, how up your own hole do you have to be to be like, you know what we need? They must have had fireworks. And, like, fireworks are still pretty big. But, like, if you have a firework and it blows up blue or whatever, great stuff. Who who cares? But who looked at that and went, we need bigger it's not big enough. We'll be the laughing stock of all the gender reveal parties. What if there was a, there was another gender reveal party going on and they'd got word like, lads, Bill and Susan got fireworks as well. <laughs> yeah. They don't have fucking explosions though, do get, they? Right. Get, get, get my gun. <laughs> get my gun and my dynamite. We're going to fucking show them or take or two. I'll fucking... He's just there muttering to himself the whole time. He's taping everything together. So I fucking build fucking, for it. Fuck, it's, he's always trying to fucking outdo me. At Christmas, he has all those fucking lights. <laughs> fuck. I, I might just shoot Bill instead. <laughs> he has that moment. He's like, no, 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 I couldn't do that. I couldn't do that. I have to... Explosion, explosion. I'll, I'll, I'll kill him with theatrics. <laughs> yeah, I'll kill him spiritually. That's what I'll do. I'll get Bill in the heart. That's where he gets in the most. 
He's a softy old veil. Ah, he's a nice guy, really. I give him a hard time. He, he starts, starts talking himself over. No, you know what, actually? You know what, like, cancel the whole thing. Cancel the whole thing. There's no fight. Jez, I wish I was Bill. And, and, and the wife comes out and is like, I thought we were having... Exp- no, no, there's no, there's no fight. Bill will only be sad. Bill will only be sad. I don't want to sadden Bill. I've, I've given Bill our baby. <laughs> my, I've changed my name to Bill. I'm now Bill. <laughs> Isn't that right? Susan. <laughs> she, and she's just like, what, I left for five, five minutes. <laughs> it's a boy, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, explosions are not good. I think a common person, one of the peasants like ourselves, yes. I think you should probably stay away from explosions or explosives of any kind and just be like, we're really dumb and we'll probably set fire to lots of things. Yeah, I think I think if I can go my life without an explosion being near me, I think that'd be pretty good. Because once the the fire starts in the forest, it's like it, it's not something. It's like the bees; you can't stop it. You can't stop it. It's just it. one of those. It's one of those things you just look at and you go, "Well, well, we're all fucked now, aren't we?" Right. Yeah, you can't talk down the fire. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey now, I'll get Bill. I'll fucking I'll get Bill here. Would you do that? Oh fuck, it's Racine! <laughs> Jesus, it worked! Be <laughs> <laughs> Bill, you've done it again! <laughs> My god! Oh man, people are idiots. That's the crux of that yes. story. Mm. Uh, mm-hmm. So, we're going to move on now to our next story of the week, which is Turkey survives crash through windshield on Minnesota Highway. The country turkey. <laughs> no, 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 no. no. <laughs> Sorry, I understand how that could no. be confusing. Yeah, no, not the sentient being of the country turkey. You mean an actual turkey? Not the very common animal turkey. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I mean the country. I mean the yes, country. No. Uh, oh right. No, I mean uh, three strikes in bowling, Connor. <laughs> you had to think of that. I really did. I was trying. I was googling that whole time. What's a fucking turkey? Yeah, absolutely. Just fucking what the fucking turkey? So, a Minnesota truck driver said he received a shock when a turkey crashed through his windshield on the highway, and a second surprise be. when the bird was uninjured. <laughs> I thought you were about to say when the bird was armed. <laughs> fucking hell! This is a stick-up. Second shot. Like, what an entrance to the robbery! I, what we'll do is we'll headbutt the windshield. It's very triple X. <laughs> <laughs> Give me all your money. Okay, look, I'll tell you something. If if something jumped onto my windshield while I'm driving, I would give that whatever it was money. <laughs> if it had like the, if it had the awareness to land, get smashed and then go. Give me all your money, look, lad. Fair play to you. Uh, look, yeah, I mean, he deserves the car, really, even if he is a bird. <laughs> Yeah. So Dante Wisco said he was oh cool name oh Dante Wisco Dante Wisco uh, yeah. he said he was driving his truck for beer farms on Interstate 35 eastbound near Egan everyone's favourite interstate and direction yes I was about to say yes. I am the horse now <laughs> when he spotted a turkey soaring past his trailer <laughs> soaring. Wisco said a second turkey suddenly appeared in the road and launched itself into the air, crashing through the passenger side of his windshield. 
Oh my god, the passenger side. See, when you said soaring, I took that as like the the turkey's flying parallel to the car, like perfect height to the window, so he just looks <laughs> right, and the, the turkey's just flying beside him. It's like, what the fuck? It's like Superman flying beside the plane. <laughs> yeah, basically, the turkey has one little arm out. Um, so, he estimated the bird was about 35 pounds. It wasn't a normal-sized turkey, Wisco told City Pages. Oh, is he, like, bigging it up? I, I think that's it. It's like uh, mm. the catfish kind of thing. It's like, nah, it was the yeah, biggest catfish. Yeah, it was, a, cat- it was the, ki- the king of the turkeys. It, it, it was, was the king. It was the Jesus of the turkey world. Yeah. <laughs> if you come for the king, you best not miss, is what I said to him. And and then he said, gobble, gobble. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, oh yes, I'm talking to a turkey. Uh, <laughs> he's, he's just like relays the whole conversation to the police. They're just like, right. Right, okay. right fair enough. So, you, so your name is Dante. <laughs> uh, an Egan police officer came upon the scene and summoned state patrol vehicles to help guide traffic so the turkey could be ejected from the cab of the truck. Mm. After removing the bird, the turkey went back into a wooded area like nothing happened, police said in a Facebook Just, post. It went back into the wilderness. Just strolled on home. Again. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, now that is the king of the turkeys. Oh, he's the coolest turkey I've ever seen. Is there a better story that I flew into a windshield and I got away? And I walked it off, like... Walked it off. Whatevs. It, no worries. It's like that time Vin Diesel got a car park dropped on him. Oh, yes. Everyone's favourite Fast and Furious moment, number seven, <laughs> when he, a car park lands on Vin Diesel and he walks it off. Well, no, I, I will admit, he does cough a little bit. Oh, wh- and then he lies down <laughs> and he has his eyes closed. They're like, oh, no, Vinny. And a literal car park has landed on the man. Um, and he just like... <coughs> No, I'm okay. Uh, I'm <laughs> and good. Then he, just, then he just gets up. And just like, he does the, the old shoulder shrug, like, oh man, a bit stiff. Yeah. Lucky uh, my white vest didn't get dirty at all during that. <laughs> Completely white. Still white. Concrete has fallen on that man. Don't worry about it. <laughs> uh, so we're going to move on, and we're not finishing on a mental Florida man story, Connor. Okay. We are finishing. I don't like this. On an like Oregon this. man story. Right. Okay. I'm interested. Continue. <laughs> so, Oregon man tosses lit firework at woman, sets four U-hauls and a hapless gas thief on fire, cops say. Oh, no. Okay. Look, I think we need to make it clear that we don't condone throwing matches at someone. No. Well, actually, you can throw matches at someone all day. But don't throw any lit matches at somebody. No, I think that's worse. I think that is much worse. Now, I'd like to clarify, <laughs> yeah. no one here got hurt. Okay. I was worried you were finishing on some mass murder, but I'm okay with nobody getting hurt. Yeah. So, an Oregon man faces criminal charges after police say he ignited and tossed a large firework during a parking lot spat and accidentally set four moving trucks on fire as well as someone secretly siphoning gas from one of them. <laughs> oh, no! Now, that is karma of the highest order. That is um, instant karma, is what that is. Fucking... Like, to be fair, if you're... He's been planning that siphoning gig for weeks. He's like, I can get in and get out without them seeing me. I just have to do it at this exact time. And the, the other guard is like, the other side of the lot. I've timed it perfectly. I get this thing. He goes in... 
there's never one time in that plan that he thinks I might be set on fire <laughs> better watch out for the fireworks throw man <laughs> yeah, I don't think that comes up at any of the pre-planned meetings no there's no little model of that on a map that he can use <laughs> So the wild blaze erupted early Sunday morning in Eugene, Oregon, uh, when Dylan Thomas Hanna... Three names. Three names. Twen- three first names. That's the ultimate power. He's, he's pure chaos, is what he is. Yes. He was 28. Uh, he got into a verbal altercation with a woman in her 30s outside a U-Haul storage centre in Orion Avenue about 5.45am, police said. A.M. A.M. This is the morning time. Okay. 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 During the exchange of words, uh, Dylan Thomas Hanna lit a mortar-style firework from inside his car and threw it at the woman <laughs> who ran for cover. Ultimate power move. <laughs> Just you, you wouldn't dare. I fucking will. I, Watch this. I'll, I'll kill you. I'll kill me. <laughs> I don't give a shit. I'll set any mortar on fire in my own car. The, like... His seat is ruined, first of all. Like, he's literally driving a thing that's full of petrol. Yeah. Like, don't set fires around those things. That's true. At least there's no exposed petrol, though, anywhere in this <laughs> scene. No, there couldn't be anybody even getting petrol out of a car. That'd be weird. The subsequent blast sent sparks flying through the U-Haul parking lot, police said. Some of the burning embers landed near a bank of moving trucks where, unbeknownst to everyone, a man had been siphoning gas. Oh no, oh my god. Did did he get set on fire? Well, let me tell you, Connor. Uh, Four moving trucks burst into flames, and so did the unsuspecting gas thief, who was spotted... Oh my god. He was spotted fleeing the scene with his pants and sleeves on fire. You would. To be fair, if my pants and sleeves went on fire, my first thought would be run. It would be flee. It doesn't matter what direction. It does not matter what direction. But whatever was there has set me on fire, so I'm leaving that area. I'm just going to vacate this scenario (laughs) and move to one where I'm not on fire. That would be helpful, yes. Uh, Police later tracked down Hannah and booked him into Lane County Jail on suspicion of second-degree criminal mischief, reckless burning and reckless endangerment records show. Uh, Reckless burning. Reckless burning. I don't think that's even suspected. Like, I'm sure that's on camera somewhere. (laughs) It's hard to hide a mortar that's been lit on fire. Really, it's a firework. Like, it draws Mm. the eye when it goes off. Mm. Uh, Yes. The suspected gas siphoner remains at large. He got away! He got away! Oh my god, Jesus Christ. Uh, like, I'll tell you something now, that man will not be committing any more siphoning crimes for the time being, I yeah. can only assume. There's no scenario in which he ever again thinks, sure, what could go wrong? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, he's in it like a crime gang with somebody else and they're like, sure, what could go wrong? And he's like, I'll fucking tell you what could go wrong right now, right? Fucking I anything. was once like you. I, I was once like you, innocent. I was set on fire, John. On fire. There was... There was a whiz and a bang, and then suddenly I was on fire, next to some petrol. <laughs> and I don't need to tell you, John, that's not a good look. My arms and my sleeves and my legs were in tatters. I had to run for miles to run it off. Apparently the oxygen only powered it up. <laughs> really made the breathing easier, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, that's, that story has everything for me. It's got fire, it's got a secret man siphoning gas. 
Oh no. Like, he would have gotten away with it versus those meddling ember flames. God yeah. damn you. It was, yeah, like, if, if all this didn't line up, that there was a small argument in a parking lot and someone thought a firework was an appropriate response, then this man would have, he would have gotten his petrol and been on the way home. Been on the way to the orphanage that, that he volunteers at. That, oh, that's actually true, yeah. He he actually has a a caravan that he drives around, like a mobile home, and he needs the petrol to power that. But he has all the orphan children in there that ah, he's trying to keep safe of from murderers. Murderers and um, fires. Yeah. Of fires at orphanages. And Which, so... Yeah, they famously died in a Lemony Snicket book. The, all their he, parents. He had to go home. He had to go back and tell them, Christmas is off, lads. Christmas is rude. Because yeah. we have no petrol this year. We've no petrol. I can't drive to Lapland. <laughs> I just can't. Ah, this aquatic mobile home that we live in. <laughs> Damn you! Oh man. So, Connor, that that's, is my last that's story. A to one, that's a million to one chance. I love that. I, I love it so much. A million to one chances. And that'll never happen again. Like, that's just in no. our time this happened. <laughs> yeah. uh, other than all the other major news at the minute this one story that will never happen again in our time yeah and hopefully the other thing doesn't happen again but sure fucking also who knows yes. also yes <laughs> um, so how did how did I do Connor on my first week ever of hosting weird news I mean I would give you a strong 4 out of 10 like in a strong one now that's a pass right lightning filter you might get up to a 5 oh Jesus, Jesus. <laughs> then I'll be going out on all the dates no, I think that was very good, Sean. Thank it was, you very much. Weird being on the, weird being on the opposite side. Um, yeah, I mean, I think I don't know if I could get used to not doing work. I feel like I'm. I was. It was kamikaze. Like, did you find you had difficulty finding stories? Because at the minute now, there are a lot of people are locked in their homes, so there's probably less stories to even find. Yeah, it was tougher than I thought to like pull. Not just stories that are like quality, but stories that are like they suit the tone of the show. Like mm. there's a lot. You'll find a lot of murders. A lo- you will find a lot. There's a lot of strange murders that I've had to look at over the last couple of days. Yeah. When you type in just weird news into Google, what people assume is weird news is normally horrifying. Like the amount of times I've read like weird news is like Florida man punches dog. I'm like that is. I mean, that's weird, not, but I don't. It's know out if that's of the ordinary. Music. Yeah, it's, yeah. Not, it's, not, so, it's, mm. it's not funny. No, I wouldn't be one to laugh again. So, yeah, I, I especially around this time where everyone, as I said, locked indoors, people, the criminals are kind of staying in, which is weird. Yeah, it's what the police always wanted. <laughs> it's actually, oh, it's a conspiracy. I didn't want to get into it, but... Oh, God. Um, why do they want us off the street, Chad? Uh, so they can infect our brains with radiation. The 5G. It's all 5G, 5G. The 5G... V- Fucking airwaves go straight to your braids. Uh, then eventually you'll forget how to tie your laces. Now this is coming from a man who can't tie his laces at the minute. Maybe you're saying I'm overcompensating. I don't know what's going on here. Sir? I just, I've I just want to know what's wrong with Velcro. <laughs> I've said too much. <laughs> I'm getting out of here. We'll leave it there. So, <laughs> so I suppose I'll take us out this week. Yeah, if you wouldn't um, mind. Uh, so yeah we will be back on Friday with Hero Zero Sean it is your week as well so you're doubling up on the work the work's not done yet lads I, I, <laughs> there's still gifts to be given you're a hero to 
everyone. <laughs> <laughs> He's done two shows in a row. My God, what a hero. Um, we have a Patreon as well, Sean. Now, I always fuck up the, the name of the Patreon. So I think you do it on very purpose. Handily, Oh, what are you talking about? It's um, forward slash backslash pa- ah, patreon.com lads. heroes for hire podcast. Lads, what he's it? done it again. <laughs> it's uh, patreon.com slash heroes for hire podcast. And if you would, you can support the show over there. We release one every extra episode every single month where we go back and do a bit of a Lazarus Pit episode where we review one superhero movie from... From whenever, from years and years back, not from these days. So we've done Batman Begins, and we've done Spider-Man 2, and we have another one coming out next week, so Saturday week it'll be, I think. Yeah, I think so. Um, and we will be doing Fan 4 stick. The best the Fantastic bit. Four ever. Oh man, it's going to be awful. But we are reviewing that, because we'd reviewed two good movies, so uh, we said we might as well review a bad one. That is for the $5 or more every single every single month. Um, if you can't give $5, $2 or $1, you get a shout out in the show, in the description, all that good stuff. Um, but you can also follow us on Twitter, at Heroes for Hire Pod, the four is the number four, Facebook, Heroes for Hire Podcast, Instagram, Heroes for Hire Podcast, and if you could um, leave a like and review at iTunes, that'd be great, really helps us in the algorithm, as algorithm. whatever that means. Algorithm. Um, and I think that's it, Sean. That's about it, so... Thank you everyone for listening. I have been Sean Meehan. And I have been Codderlunder. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Talk to you later. Bye. <laughs>
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.